0: Today is Wednesday, October 11th, and you're listening to The Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and The Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Newly, which is my new favorite subscription rental service. Renting new items from Newly every month helps me keep my closet up to date on new trends without having to make purchases that I will regret later. Newly is a great value at $98 per month for any six styles, and right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up at nuuly.com with the code MORNING20. As the war between Israel and Hamas continues into its fifth brutal day, yesterday President Biden gave remarks where he condemned Hamas's acts as pure unadulterated evil that, quote, does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination, but its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Biden also stated that there are at least 14 American citizens that were killed, and that at least 20 are unaccounted for, some of whom are among the approximately 150 hostages that are being held by Hamas. Canada also confirmed the deaths of two people and three reported missing, with the international hostage situation likely to vastly complicate military operations. As the fighting continues, major questions remain around the intelligence failure that resulted in this massive scale of an attack, and whether Hamas could have executed it without supplementary resources. Yesterday, Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini gave a televised address where he praised the, quote, resourceful and intelligent designers of the Hamas attack, but added that, quote, those who say the recent saga is the work of non-Palestinians have miscalculated, a seeming denial that the Iranian government was involved. Israeli officials have not publicly said whether they believe that Iran was behind the attack, though the White House said on Monday that they did not yet have evidence of Iran's direct involvement in planning or executing the attack. Meanwhile, cyber attacks by politically motivated hackers are reportedly already a staple of the conflict, The Jerusalem Post was down due to a series of cyber attacks on Monday. While hacks were also reported, not on the Jerusalem Post, it would seem, against Ben Gurion Airport, Israel's Ministry of Affairs, and the Red Alert app, which alerts users of rocket launches. A security research group that tracks cyber warfare, known as CyberNo, estimated on Monday that at least 58 groups were actively targeting Israeli and Palestinian organizations with DDOS attacks. Yesterday, the Supreme Court declined to consider overturning the landmark defamation case New York Times v. Sullivan, which gives protections to news organizations that are facing defamation claims. This legal attempt to make it easier for public figures to sue for defamation was brought by a prominent former mining executive named Donald Blankenship, who appeals a lower court's decision to throw out his defamation suit against media outlets including Fox News and MSNBC. Who characterized him as a felon during his unsuccessful 2018 run for Senate. It's true that their characterization of Blankenship as a felon was false. Blankenship had actually been convicted of a misdemeanor in 2015 for a federal conspiracy offense after a mine explosion in 2010 killed 29 coal miners. However, the Supreme Court's ruling in New York Times v. Sullivan set the standard that in order to win a defamation suit, a public figure must demonstrate that the offending statement was made by the publication, with actual malice, in other words, that they knew they were making a false statement, or did so with reckless disregard for whether it was false. And while the Supreme Court won't be hearing this particular case, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in his concurring opinion that the court should reconsider the New York Times v. Sullivan precedent, but in an appropriate case. I can't imagine why Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas would want the court to do that. All is not right in North Carolina, electorally speaking. Yesterday, the Republican-controlled state legislature overrode a veto by Democratic Governor Roy Cooper to pass a law that reforms North Carolina's election process. Under the new law, state and county election boards will now be comprised of equal numbers of Democrats and Republicans. As lovely as that sounds, the legislation does not spell out how these boards will resolve the inevitable gridlock that will result from such compositions which could make it impossible to certify elections in the future. There will also be new legislative and congressional districts, a new voter ID law, new timelines to vote by mail, and new early voting sites in some locations. Though critics say the legislation will result in limited voting options on college campuses and in large cities, creating longer wait times. Thanks, Trisha Cotham. Don't think we forgot about you. The representative known as George Santos is now facing 10 new felony counts in addition to his existing 13 after federal prosecutors filed a superseding indictment yesterday. The document accused him of new criminal schemes, including stealing the identities and credit cards of donors to his campaign by charging their cards repeatedly without authorization and then putting the money in his own bank account, obviously. These new charges, the criminal ones, not the credit card ones, include conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States, wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, access device fraud, making false statements, and falsifying records to obstruct the FEC. Gotta catch them all. And finally for today, California has become the first state in the country to outlaw the use of four food and drink additives that have been linked to an array of diseases, including cancer. The new California Food Safety Act will prohibit the manufacturing, distribution, and sale of food and beverages that contain Red Dye-3, brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, and propylparaben—ingredients, if you can call them that—which are frequently found in candy, fruit juices, cookies, and other processed foods. Red Dye-3 has already been banned by the FDA for use in cosmetics since the 1990s after data showed it caused cancer in lab animals. So yeah, we should definitely stop using it topically, but keep ingesting it. Also, these substances have already been banned in dozens of countries, including the European Union. Perhaps this is why everyone says they come back feeling mysteriously lighter from vacations full of pasta and wine. And no, please do not take that as scientific or medical advice. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media, and thanks again to our partner, Newly. If there's anything I hate as much as I love shopping, it is wasting money. Renting new items from Newly every month helps me keep my closet up to date on new trends without making purchases that I will later regret. Newly gives you great bang for your buck at just $98 a month for any six styles. And right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up at nuul with the code MORNING20. So try it out. That is N-U-U-L-Y.com, code MORNING20 to get $20 off your first month. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.